The Film Crickets are intended for mature audiences. Any guests on The Film Crickets do not necessarily share the same opinions as The Film Crickets. Film Crickets, chirping about movies. It's time for The Film Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, The Crickets are joined by TYT contributor and host of Overruled, Adrian Lawrence. Jay, Chris, Melanie, and Adrian review the 1985 American science fiction comedy film, Real Genius. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your film crickets are on now. No dialogue clip? No dialogue clip? Come on now. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Jay. He's stretched thin lately. I feel bad. He's got so much. The fact that Steve Lavoie, our main man, um, has any time to bother to do this on a weekly basis mm-hmm. when he gets his paid he gets paid just as much as we do mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> which is a big fat goose egg <laughs> yeah, All right. um but listen the fact that he's doing that for us every time it's great um yeah. unfortunately uh well first off let me introduce myself uh my name is jay fortier this is the film crickets where we talk about movies from 1980 to 1999 and talk about how well they hold up today um uh and i'm along with chris martineau hello hey and melanie hey. Harton. how you doing melanie good how you guys doing doing well super, super. yeah um <laughs> so he's he made a uh um intro for us and um adrian uh who was supposed to join us uh it's it, it this has happened a couple times so it's like a crisscross with the whole like um west coast east coast thing mm-hmm. And, yep. and, you know, like doing the time zone cross and stuff like that. So she's still on the road. She thought it was six her time, which would make it like we the last time we had, we tried an actual like 6 p.m. Um, start was the day that we had no school. You know, you had no school the next day. Oh, yeah. Um, it was the day before uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving when we yep. had Jen Huger on. And, you know, we you could tell we were all tired. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. like, because we don't normally start at nine, like, yeah. you know, nine our time. So, um, we we're you know in contact with her, and uh, we'll uh, pick a future movie with her, and uh, it'll be a good time. So, yep. um, today we're going to talk about Real Genius from nineteen Real Genius, Real Genius, everybody from nineteen eighty five. All right, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like a nineteen eighties DJ. <laughs> like, yeah, hey. Wacky morning, DJ. We're gonna take, uh, <laughs> gonna take Mitch. We're gonna duct tape him to a telephone pole. See who comes by and throws things at Mitch. All right, here we go. Weird stunt boy. Um, everybody had a stunt boy, like this poor guy, and they never did it. You know, they never do those things. Like they never like duct tape oh, the person to a billboard. And all that. Oh, and uh, he actually did. Really? Oh no. no, like when we had Bill Keeler on. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He was our guest for. Um, uh, uh, Blade Runner. And, Blade uh, Runner. God. So, like, I interned for him, and he yeah. would, um, th- they would duct, well, he he wouldn't do the duct taping, but yeah. they actually duct taped interns to the, the, the telephone pole and hold oh up signs God. saying, listen to Keeler in the morning. Um, oh, my God. And it was, yeah, it was a lot of, like, I, I, but see, I was always doing production, like I do now, like, you know, like I do the production for the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't be a stunt guy. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid of getting arrested. Jay's Jay's stunt boy is going to go out there. He's going to take a a can of whipped cream. He's going to jam it into his ears and see how far it'll go in. Jay, how's it going from the hospital? (laughs) Just like it. How's it going from the hospital? You hear the sound effects in the back. (laughs) Well, I can't beep, beep, beep. I'm in the hospital. 
Uh, <laughs> how's it going from the hospital? <laughs> like, like it, it actually made its way into my mouth. Yep, yep. <laughs> it seems no, like, like we haven't. We haven't. No, like uh, I'm and, and, too much of a baby. Like, like I was like, sure. no, I don't want to get yeah. arrested. Like, like yeah. he was always into like sending us into stupid areas and like, like for instance, somebody would, um, like you know, the cops would show up. There was one mm-hmm. funny promo I worked on. I know we're going to talk about real genius, but this is funny. Yep. Um, there was one funny promo, like, cause you would do a promo for the next day of maybe what happened today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was talking to the guy that would be reporting. He goes, yeah, we, we they were in Seekonk, uh, Massachusetts. And he goes, um, yeah, they got three cruisers, four, six cruisers. <laughs> like <laughs> next thing you know, they're all showing up. So Bill goes, attention criminals in Seekonk. Now's your chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all, got him distracted, they're, boys. They're, <laughs> that's funny. It's like the Italian awesome. job. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, look, mm-hmm. speaking of criminals, thinking of crime, let's talk about uh, international crime. And uh, we'll talk about real genius, some serious laws being broken here, internationally speaking. <laughs> um, so uh, we chose a real genius. Let's go through it. Uh, your history with, with real genius. I'm going to start. I'm going to start on this, right? We talked about when the last time we saw it. Last time I saw this was I was either in middle school as a freshman. I saw it on a video cassette. I believe I saw it at Brian McMillan's house. And that was the only time I ever saw it. Never saw it after that. I knew it existed. Um, I remember it being sort of funny. I remember that there were lines that we would often repeat, like, in school that would annoy teachers. Um, like, it's headed for the gas station or whatever. When the, when the drone goes out the window, it goes, it's yeah. headed for the gas tanks. And they all drop. We would say that one a lot or, hey, you want to see a demonstration of gravity? And boom, the books go down. Um, or a lot of people that, would say stuff like um, the uh, this is what, uh, you know, someone looks like who's sexual, sexually frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like th- this is what happens when someone gets too sexually frustrated. Right. I can't speak. So, so <laughs> that, yeah, it's fucking word. very mature. It's all about. No, they're good lines. <laughs> yeah, I know. So anyhow, so that was the last time I saw it. Hadn't seen it since. Um, I was glad I didn't have to rent it because it was on IFC, and uh, that was that's my history. So I don't have much of a history with it, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend Jay and I we rented this movie together, and this is not a movie you should chat like sit there and chit chat with your friend while mm-hmm. you're watching a movie. Don't you agree? Like, there's a like, lot of details that line. are like really yeah. like like wait why yeah they, wait why yeah. are they? putting popcorn in there why yeah. are they oh, yeah, yeah. shooting them? Yeah. like what's yeah. like there's just a lot of details i'm not saying it's too it's so mega but it's kind of all over the place sure yeah. so we, when we first saw it i was like no oh, it's kind of lame like like you know i wasn't into it yeah um mm-hmm. and then i saw it a lot that summer like on cable mm-hmm. and it, you know we enjoyed it a lot like my my family and i or my brothers and i so Okay, and then nothing until uh, no, now. You know, years throughout the years. You know, like I've okay. seen it here and there. No, I, I haven't not, seen it in many a... years. So let's say like probably twenty. Not a second of this movie since nineteen eighty nine, probably nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. So Melanie, talk to me about okay, real so genius. I remember liking it when I was younger a lot, and I love Val Kilmer. All right. Um, I thought he was. Really he's cute. a cutie patootie in this, no <laughs> like, doubt. Yeah, totally. he's adorable in this. Yeah, he's adorable. That's exact. The whole thing I was thinking when I was watching this, adorable. But um, mm-hmm. so anyway, I always liked it. I always thought it was cute. And then um, mm-hmm. hadn't seen it in years. And then I've seen it, you know, probably like a couple times since like the 80s or 90s or whatever. And then I, it's funny okay. enough, I, I remember seeing it not that long ago. It was 
I don't know, like maybe within the last six months or something, I had seen it. Um, Cause I saw it on there. It was just okay. like clicking through things. And I'm like, Oh, real genius. I remember that. And when I was watching it that time, I was kind of thinking like, huh, it's not as good as I remember it being. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I can see there's problems with it. It's, it's a super cheesy, it's cheesy, you know, um, mm-hmm. 80s movie. But then when I watched it today, I just sat there and just paid attention to the entire thing. And, um, and I liked it a lot more. So, um, so okay. yeah, I like it. Um, I think there's a lot. Okay. A we lot don't own it. Nobody owns it. it. Nobody owns it. No, I don't own it. I, I Nobody... think I'm, I don't know if I ever did. I don't know. Okay. Um, All right. I wouldn't have, but hmm. okay. I don't know that I had a pilfered copy of this. Hmm. I don't know if I did either. I don't think I did. I don't think I had a pirated copy of this. Um, okay. So I think Brian McMillan did. So, sorry, Brian. Shout out to Brian. I believe we watched your pirated copy of this. Um, but anyway, all right. So, so that's our deal with Real Genius. Let's, let's go into IMDb. Let's see what IMDb says about this movie. So, Real Genius, 1985, rated PG, comes in an hour, 48 minutes. Um, and we have an uptight teenage prodigy. Enters a top engineering college, but feels awkward among the freewheeling students. I think there's only one. When a professor aims to turn their laser project into a, into a military weapon, he and his offbeat roommate plot to ruin the plan. Directed by Martha, that's, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, directed by Martha Coolidge, uh, written by three people, probably more than that, and starring Val Kilmer. And then weirdly, IMDb doesn't go into main characters until like way down the list. Val Kilmer is in it as Chris Knight. And then we have, um, uh, what's his name? William Atherton, always playing a nice guy. Ever notice that William Atherton always gets a nice guy? As Professor Jerry Hathaway, he's never a nice person uh, in movies. And then past that, what's the name of? Uh, oh, Gabriel Jarrett as Mitch Taylor, and that's now, basically anyone you got to worry about in this movie. Now, well, I mean, it's not a major uh, role, but uh, Martha Coolidge is the uh, is the director. Yep. She directed Valley Girl. Yeah, um, the girl who played. Um, the, the one who was sleeping with Dr. Hathaway, that was the general's daughter or somebody's daughter. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. one that said, can you hammer a, a, yeah, a yeah, six-inch yeah. spike through a board with your penis? Yeah. Well, that's the Deborah Foreman. She standards. played the valley girl. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. She played the valley girl. as okay. you know, like, And the girl who played Jordan played in Valley Girl. So it's like a connection like of, you know. Like one of those, okay, I liked you in that, so come mm-hmm. on over. Um, yeah, yeah. You know that that girl who said uh, girls have to have her standards, she's the one that played the lead role in um, April Fool's Day. Oh. Oh, my I God. That okay. was her with brown hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. I all didn't right. recognize her. So, so in these other movies, do, the, the, do all the female characters have no agency in the other movies, too? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> these these female characters have no agency. I'm just uh, saying. In this movie all right. Well, you know all. what? Hey, hey, <clears throat> Jordan. Jordan. Um, hey, she took part in the statutory rape. That's great. Oh, you know, super. Mitch is 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> She's 19. Yeah. You know? I've been waiting that's not, three years. That is not. No, Quote. no, not that one. Not that one. Oh no, that's one too. No, no, no. 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 Jordan, the, the girl, the, the love interest is 19. His girlfriend. Is yeah. 19 years 19, old. He's 15. He's yeah. 15. Yeah. Now it's not a giant. It, no, it's not a gigantic age difference, but there mm. it is. I yeah. was thinking Spot. about that though, like, honestly. Yeah. I was because I'm three about years older than my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, only yeah. four years, and that's not much yeah. difference. However, yeah. we just, 15 tonight. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. You got to go past yeah. that 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 mm-hmm. threshold. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I was thinking about that. Baby. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. like he is a genius. So he's even though his body is fifteen years old, his his brain is probably a lot more mature than that. Being a genius, he's no. One of the things no. that I wrote down though was like, but I don't know because like one of the things that I wrote down about Chad no. was funny. You don't think so? No, I'll, I'll tell you why. Here's why. I went to college when I went to Rhode Island College. I was yeah. a physics major, right? So I have a uh-huh. degree in physics. I am not a super genius, uh, but I got a degree in physics. And in our little enclave of physical scientists, there was a 12 year old boy who skipped all of high school and went to college. And he was there, a full time student. Wow. Okay. And while he was real smart and smarter than all of us, he had zero social skills, none, mm, zero. Like he, to him, he was still worried about stuffed animals and like playing, uh, reading. He came up to me. I was sitting trying to do work in one of the study rooms that we had. And out of nowhere, this little boy's, I'm sitting there by myself. He comes in around the corner without introducing himself or saying that he's in the room puts his face in front of mine and says, what do you think about Conan the Barbarian books? What the, ah, where did you come from? No social skills. So So you can be really, really smart. And that's one of the things I want to talk about in this movie is is their definition of what genius is. He's got book experience. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. Right. You can, you can do integral calculus the the live long day, but if you, you don't know how to tie your shoes or when the proper moment it is to speak in a conversation, then you're not smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be able to work with people. It doesn't matter how smart you are. You have to work with people. Well, and, and so that, like, say that, I mean, when he went to go uh, call his parents, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes, that yes. that's like someone who's not handling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a little boy. Know? I, just I can't so, blame him. Like, yeah. I can't blame yeah. him. No, you know? not at all. He's in a, he's in a situation he shouldn't be in. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I'm all for maybe jumping grades, but yeah, ugh, like you have to be mature as well. And if you're not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're going to get taken Does advantage of. Anybody else think that no, Mitch Taylor's so, mom looked exactly like him? <laughs> I was trying to even find that out. Yeah. I'm like, are they really related? Because, oh, my God, the side profile is, like, identical. Like, his mm-hmm. mom, Mitch Taylor, that played his mom, uh, they looked so much alike. They they did look alike. Um, uh, how much? We didn't see much of them, though. Mm-mm. Like two In seconds. the movie. No, right? right at the beginning. And you heard, a, you heard their voice later. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, now, Chris. Go ahead, Jane. You're, right. you're you're a smart guy. You're a teacher. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying you're a, you're a physics teacher. Sure. Have you ever have you ever um, said to one of your students, the brightest, the brightest of your students, have you ever said, mm-hmm. if you don't figure something out that has never been figured out before, I'm mm-hmm. flunking you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's fair. Like, like, uh, this has never been invented. L- later, yep. they want they they you know to skip ahead. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. they, they Dr. Hathaway, the guy who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the professor says yeah. to Val Kilmer's character, if you don't come up with this specific laser, yeah. it's going to, you know, that, you know, he's got a secret deal on the side, you know, with the government mm-hmm. um, illegally. And, but he goes, I'm going to flunk you if you don't come up with the yeah. thing that I can't. Uh, absolutely. Do. Right. Like, so unacceptable. Like, you know, and, you know, it's like yeah. such an insane, like that wouldn't go far. Even what I'm saying is even if he was able to flunk him for a little while, it would come out. <laughs> Like he said, he's mm-hmm. gonna flunk yep. me if I don't come up with this laser that's never been invented. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. We need you to do. We need you to invent something that breaks basically is impossible from a physical standpoint. You know, employing the rules of the universe that guide everything. I need you to be able to 
do make this happen. Well, I can't make it happen. The laws yeah. of nature don't allow it. Yeah, but you gotta. I'm not yeah. saying a five megawatt laser is impossible. It's totally possible. I'm just saying like that's the that's the umbrella that you're giving this. Like Something everything up to this point says we can't, can't figure out. Something the military yeah. can't figure out but, how to make. Right. And and that's that's <laughs> my problem with this is that the 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 lengths that they're trying to go to, and I know it's just a freaking movie, like I get it, but mm -hmm. the lengths they're trying to go to, like research is not done like that. You cannot do research on a time limit. So the bottom line here is that forgetting about, look, I don't know if the science that they were doing was legit. Like I heard when Val Kilmer, by the way, finally comes up with his Eureka moment, right? He gets all, he freaks out and then he sees ice cubes and suddenly, oh, wait, that'll work. You're not that smart if you didn't think about making it from a sad, a, a solid into a, a gas into a solid, but whatever. Uh -huh. um, that, that's besides the point. He has his Eureka moment. And yeah, when the, he goes it was a liquid the, nitrogen, yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. So the bottom line is he goes and, and he, he, it's just such nonsense. The, the, um, he goes and he has his Eureka mode and he's explaining it to Atherton and he's got it on the board and, and all of that might have been legit. Like it sounded pretty legit from what he was saying. When I know a little bit of lasers and energy and, and excitation potentials and periodically used different, but, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but research cannot be done like that. You cannot do it on the fly. You certainly can't invent something that powerful. And then the next day without vetting it, you did it. They did it once. Right. And they're like sold and let's bring it to the military. That is yeah. the worst thing you could yeah. possibly do. Well, he's like, also uh, like feeling he's going to get killed or, or okay. you know, and I'm not, I'm not excusing Dr. Hathaway, mm -hmm. but that's his logic. He's like, okay, you found it. I'm taking it. Let's go. Like, right. He's the only one that was in on it. Right. You know, I, was like, you know, so it's, I just want to talk about like, the beginning of the movie. Like, hit it. Go ahead. Of course. Of course. Yeah, totally I'm sorry. Well, we just talked about the end. Nah, I know. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, the movie's like yeah. 40 years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Huh? Like, also, have, I just you know, thought it was like, no I completely forgot about the fact that they were zapping people from planes. And then you see this guy sitting yes. next to a barbecue and he's just zapped. And then if you're watching in the background, you can see a little cartoon video going on. And there's this kid walking through like an apple orchard and then he's zapped and then he just disappears. If you were looking in the background, oh, no. it was so funny. And then I missed that. All right. Yeah. And then so then the other thing that I thought was funny was um, the teacher says a lot of funny lines, too. And he said, um, he said, like, Mitch, compared to us, most people have an IQ of a carrot. And then he goes, we're better. Like, it was just kind of funny. Yeah. How about, a, how about like the first thing you ass. see at the science fair? Um, the alcohol, first thing in the science fair? Alcohol yeah. effects on mice. I know. Yeah. It's horrible. Right? It said, like, like water. And you see them running around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. And they, they show the one with alcohol. And he's just chilling. Yeah. Sitting just, there. like, yeah. chilling and inside the wheel. So, so <laughs> By the way, unethical. The, like, how funny is that? It's at a high school. Like, there's mm -hmm. no way at a high school fair that somebody yeah. would be putting like alcohol, like you know, yeah. like, being allowed to bring it. I just think it's hysterical. When he did his science fair project and it was a laser, mm -hmm. was he making like no one had ever seen a laser before? Laser technology has been around a while in 1980, oh, yeah. whatever. Maybe he had something that he was smart or something. I don't know. No, you well, know what? It's, you, here's, here's the thing. You can ask me all the questions you want, and I let it wash over me. <laughs> because, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything he was saying, I was going, yeah, I have no fucking, I, I don't care. 
Like, yeah, me too. I don't, yeah. Like, I, don't I know, but he didn't invent the laser. Like, no, I don't think he was trying to say it was like, this is this. And normally you would use it with this and this type of, you know, like mm -hmm. iodine or whatever, like this, you know, mm -hmm. it's totally but, different. And I was so like, they oh, recruit this kid. Atherton recruits this kid young because of a science fair project so that he can go lead a team of research scientists at a college for a military grade weapon. Mm -hmm. Guys, I don't know about you and I don't care how smart you are. The, he does. He invented a laser made with stuff he found at his high school. You do not have. I don't care how smart you are. You are. You do not have the equipment. The uh, be, you are not exposed to the equipment necessary to make a laser larger than what you would get at a goddamn science fair. And it doesn't. You can put them in a room full of full of oscilloscopes and voltmeters and beam splitters and uh, photovoltaic cells and all kinds of shit. If he's never used one, he doesn't know how to use it. So why would you hire this kid? I don't care how smart you are. You you, you don't have that equipment. You're not exposed to you. You don't know how to use it. That's dumb. Sorry, that's dumb. Well, like, that's like, dumb. What I was saying, though, you know how you saw, when you saw um, A Few Good Men, you were like, yeah. I don't know. They're saying a bunch of legalese, right? And it was just like none of it made sense to you? Yeah, but they're all lawyers. They're no. all trained lawyers. No, what They've I'm been saying... exposed to the law. No. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm saying when they add all this technical shit in a movie, yeah. that means nothing to me other than mm -hmm. I just have to wait until they get to the point that they're going to get to. Meaning like, oh, okay, they want to burn somebody with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't need to hear the process or, or yeah. any of the technical jargon. So like, yeah. all I'm saying is like, he could talk all day and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, but that's like but as an analogy i would i would use is um um i don't know there's other interfaces uh, everyone kids these days can produce their own music okay and you can do it with um you know you get a little pad like you have on in riverside there's a little like pad with buttons and you can program the buttons and, and kids can can make their own music mm -hmm. just in their computers Right. By using a couple of extensions, a couple of pieces of technology and then be very good at that. Maybe have a good ear at, at music production of putting down fat beat. <clears throat> if you took that kid who's a musical prodigy engineering like production genius and you dropped him in a multi-million dollar music production studio, he wouldn't know what to do. He or she wouldn't know what to do. Well, this no, is the same he, analogy. He had to take over. Yeah, he's good he at this little thing. He wanted right. to like, you're not everything. gonna Rick, yeah. look. Look, Rick Rubin, I know you think you know what you're doing, but we're going to sit this kid in here and he's never touched any of these dials and dealt with any of this, but he'll know what to do. Yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. Look, look over your stuff for mistakes. Yeah, no, yeah I'm yeah. like that. No, not, not at all. Okay, did so let's move see... on. Look, no. okay, so go ahead. Sorry, go, what? No, did you see Val Kilmer doing his little quarter thing with his fingers? It just yes. kind of reminded yes. me of like the things that he's done with the pen and top gun and then also of course uh a tombstone with the little um cup oh sure is he just good at that i, I guess think he, i never he, realized that i think that. he had also done the coin in tombstone yeah wow i i, I just realized that yeah I'm, i can't do that so no. good for him um so so look let's so we have this child prodigy he's been recruited at 15 to come out of high school to somehow take over a military grade weapons research program that he doesn't know about and so we are introduced then to Chris Knight, who is Val Kilmer's character, and he was once the prodigy, but he decided, you know, life's too short. I'm going to be a 
wise ass basically right what's his motivation like he cracked and said i'm not going to take anything seriously anymore like what's his motivation to be the yeah. way he is is that it yeah well, like i no, think he, he saw um, yeah <laughs> what was he it i Lazo forgot Hollyfeld, which is a guy that yeah. lives in, in the, the closet, closet. he went yeah. downstairs into with, the uh like he doesn't live in the closet overly like he was How did he clear out, out all that infrastructure guys you know say so that guy okay. that Jay's talking about was 12 when he first went to college. <clears throat> they kind of talked about in the beginning that I had a 12 year old, but he kind of cracked up or whatever, you know, so now he's 15 mm -hmm. years older or whatever. So, um, so I guess like he said that he watched him constantly because the guy was yelling, like uh, Mitch was yelling at him. He doesn't take anything seriously, but he was like, no, you have to have a balance. Like you're smart. People are always going to need you. You know what I mean? Don't take everything so seriously. Mm -hmm. So he said it. He basically you know, knows that that guy had just like literally he was just too serious and like cracked. So he just, you know, mm -hmm. wanted to not not end up like that, I guess. Right, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, he didn't want to end up, you know, like that. And at the same time felt like almost he had to like he's like i'm good enough as far as knowing this shit mm -hmm. i can pass this shit um you know with almost no effort mm -hmm. yeah. and i'm going to enjoy myself and live a life yeah okay so okay here comes like the guy here remember the kid the that cracked up in the class <laughs> that kid that cracked up oh I, that's my <laughs> melanie that's my favorite part in the whole movie oh that's so yes, funny. yes, I love yes, how they, yes. Don't, they just don't even move they're just like it takes Val Kilmer mm -hmm. forever to even look up, and then they're all like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah. And then the other guy comes no, it's, over it's and just sits in his chair. <laughs> yeah, it takes his chair. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that. I love that moment because it's perfectly timed. They let it sit, 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 and then they all do like they move, the, flip the book page, move yeah. their feet. You know what I mean? They all barely, and then the one guy says, "Oh, we're gonna have to seat," and he just sits down. Yeah. I love that moment because yeah. I've I've been that guy. So yeah. <laughs> like just program, trying to program something that doesn't work. And then you just scream and throw stuff. You just can't take it anymore. Um, I've been there, so I get it. Right. So but here's my thing. So yeah. Um, here's my thing though. If Val Kilmer says it's got to be balanced, Val Kilmer's not balanced. He doesn't, he, he's wicked smart. And oh, then proceeds to do no work. He does yeah. nothing. No, he took it so how far. is that balanced? That's going the other way. I right. think he just but figured Mitch he could coast through it. Just you know? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then, then if that if he's gonna coast, okay, okay. Because I was thinking as I was watching this movie, one of the things that I like, look, I like his character, and more on that in a moment. But Mitch has a character arc. Sorry, I'm gonna bring it up. He's he he starts to take things too seriously, and then he realizes that I do need to get some balance. Right. He finally makes a connection with Val when he he realizes that you know life is worth living and. You know, I got to just chill out every now and then and, and I have to take it seriously, but I can't let it overcome me. Mm -hmm. And so they become friends once he realizes that. And I like that Mitch doesn't go all the way to Mitch to Val's to yeah. Chris Knight's end of the spectrum. Like he no one can be Chris Knight. So I'm going to do my thing and just, you know, just just chill out. Right. And Chris um, Knight oh, said that he was just that. like Mitch when he started there. He said he used to dress the same. He used to act the same. He spent yeah. all the time in the room. Like <laughs> my right. mom used to dress me in white shirts and yeah. hush puppies, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but by the end of the movie, Chris, Chris Knight, even though at some point he does work and he does have his Eureka moment and he's upset when the laser doesn't work because of the smudge on the lens, which isn't mm -hmm. his fault, but it, that moment made him realize he could get the energy levels he needed. The bottom line is he doesn't have a character. He, his, his character does not change at all. He ends the movie as he began the movie, kind of a wise ass and looking yeah. to get a leg up on, on Atherton. 
He doesn't have any journey. It's just he's just going to be a wise ass the whole time. But he knows he knows right. he's out of college. He's going to have a great okay. job, and that people are going to. Mm, it's not interesting. He, no, I but it's him. okay because Mitch. <laughs> right, no, but like I think Mitch, you know, Mitch got the arc. I thought he was. Fun. Yeah, I know. And that's, I like all the lines it. and all that too. You know. Sure, I like his lines too. But I mean, this is something I brought up. Okay, guys, we all we all want to be Val Kilmer, right? In this movie, well, we all want to be Chris Knight. And or with him, we all want to be the guy. <laughs> or yeah, we want to hang out. Guy, with, with, so, we want to yeah. hang out with him. I don't want to necessarily. You're right. I don't want to be him. I would want to hang out with him, but he's the guy where everybody's taking everything seriously, and he's screwing it up for everybody else. He's not. He's going up to his friends and knocking books out of their other hands and just say, "Hey, look, here's a demonstration of gravity. That's my yeah. friend." Yeah, like, like you said, working with him with. would drive you nuts. Yeah, hanging out that's with what I'm him. Saying. Like if you working with him would drive you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, you, if you had if you had to be in a group with him working on a common goal after three days, you would want to strangle him. Enough well, with the hey, lines. Enough gosh. with the puns. Enough with mm-hmm. the like. He says funny things like, "Why are you wearing those? That why are you wearing that on your head? Because it wouldn't fit anywhere else on my body." That's a funny line. It would. But after three days, you would want him to th- to jump out the window. It would because we have work to do now. <laughs> like you know what he I mean? Should. Yeah. What? Yes, if I wear it anywhere else, anywhere else, it chafes. It chafes, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, so no, but guys, but he does we stop. About this, he does uh, stop, it, and he actually does solve it. He is the one that's smart enough to solve everything. I I know, but then he goes back to being the way he kind of was, and that's fine. I'm not saying he should change. All I'm saying is that you would want him dead. Like you, you would not be. <laughs> oh God, he's doing the freaking jokes again. We have we have to get this done, guys. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. We talked about this with Buddy the Elf. Yeah, what we we wouldn't want to take Buddy the Elf like 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 for real, like mm-hmm. it's great in film. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're loving Buddy. People are loving Buddy, and we're like if we hung out with a guy that was constantly like, oh my god, yes, oh my god, yeah. yes, like you know, like <sighs> like we'd be like, yeah. dude, chill the fuck out, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you Relax. know what I'm saying? Get some right. CBD gummies so, on this guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but like, hold on. like what I'm saying is, you know, Chris Knight the Val Kilmer character, we love him on screen. We don't necessarily like want to actually hang out with a, like a regular person like that. Mm. <laughs> that no. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's great on film. Can, can we, so what I, I'll tell you what I, 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 I'll, I'll be very front. I, I don't like this movie that much. I liked it a lot when I was that age, I watched it today and I just, it's not that I was offended by it. It's I didn't think I wasted my time. I just didn't like very much. And I think, but I think what I remember why I liked it so much at the time is that this is kind of like an accessible revenge of the nerds. Like revenge of the nerds is a gross movie. It's gross. It's, it's not like, the, it's not okay. on A lot of levels. You know, the things yeah, that go, if we ever cover that, it's going to be well, like, I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I, I, that's a lot. It's hmm. so wrong. It's yeah. so wrong on so many levels. Let's get this. Um, you know, I haven't great. seen it in so many this, years. It, it's good. Yeah, like it's, unlawful voyeurism. I mean, yeah, it's so much wrong with not, it. Like, so shit. when I saw that so movie, bad. I was probably, I was definitely too young to see it. And I remember even though this, you know, you're, you're a kid, you're a teenager, is like nudity and stuff. And you're like, ex, you're kind of like, oh, great. Like, I, I love you know, this movie. I don't have access to that at that age. Mm-hmm. But even watching that movie, I'm like, oh, this is gross like this movie makes me feel gross what and a real you, genius were they just a, watching somebody in a window change but they yeah, had but then there's, no, then that there's, was, oh, no 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 it's no no, no, no. there was like a whole like it's gross 
there was a whole thing it's where really set up a camera in, in yeah. the uh the women's room and stuff like that yeah it's like dorm it's oh, yeah. not yeah. right. So I remember watching that movie going like, I really, sh- I don't think I should be watching this. This makes me kind of uncomfortable. Mm. Whereas Real Genius is the same idea, but it's kind of that light. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more accessible. You could watch it more with your parents. You can, you can, you can glee. To me, you can, you can embrace your nerddom if you are a nerd and I am <clears throat> with Real Genius and not be afraid. Whereas in Revenge of the Nerds, they're trying, the nerds are just trying to get one up on everybody else and it's gross. So at least this one isn't as gross. Yeah, However, having said that, having said that, in this movie, all the female characters have no agency. Um, they are only there to... Uh, whenever you... Look, you know you're in an 80s movie when there's a party and they're all very excited because the girls from the college across the city are at the party and we could finally have sex. Yeah. No one's asking if the girls actually want to have sex yeah, with these yeah, guys. Yeah. It's just assumed, oh, they're here for our, eventually yeah. we will hook up with them because. Yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, like Val Kilmer talks to the, when we meet him the first time and there's three official looking people, one is an older, older, probably older than him. And they're like attracted to each other. And it, and she kind of gives him the eyes. And it's like, the only reason that she's there is because she can be attracted to him. Um, and then we have Atherton sleeping with the student. Uh, we have the, the, the oh, yeah. one hitting on, on Mitch saying, I couldn't wait three years. Like they're no, only well, there. By the way, I don't, I don't that, either. Guys, that yeah. is the girl that had the glasses on that was flirting with Val Kilmer. Cause she said, yeah. I, I had number one. I've had number. Mm-hmm. No, that's the same girl. Oh, sure, but my point is, okay. so that's she just so again, that's why she's the best genius that yeah, there it's is. Like, like, uh, she wants to nail and the she married there. the guy at the end that was in the closet, right? She, she, they were getting yeah. married, yeah. that's the same girl, yeah. okay. Yeah, but it, I, I didn't again, understand does, where it, she came from and why she's been waiting for him for three years. I didn't understand that. How did right. she know him? I was like, I don't get that. Uh, again, it's kind of, but it's such an 80s trope of that, yeah. like, ah, uh, they're only there because of this. It's the same thing with City Slickers. You know what I mean? They put the they put the female character there, and the only reason she's there is so that she well, can be sense. saved by the men and be ogled, and that's it. And I'm I'm glad that trope is kind of going away a little bit because well, that doesn't Friday give anybody like that's the when they I oh yeah Friday Thirteenth with the twins, and they were walking behind the two girls that were on a bicycle, and they were like, "Did you see that? There's two of them. One, two, yeah, two. Yeah. Like they're like they're there because each one of them is going to get them." Like. They didn't ask the girls like if they even want to be with those guys. Like they just think <laughs> right. they're just automatically going to go get the girls because there's two of them. <laughs> right, and then you know Jeff, Val Kilmer goes <laughs> to walk away with that girl. I, you know, I they couldn't have said much to each other before he picks her up and carries yeah. her away like a caveman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're like, we're ce- we're even with the nerds. We're celebrating, and again, as a nerd back in the day who could not speak to girls at all because uh-huh. why would you um they're celebrating you know this overly testosterone like ah oh, we're just gonna it's gonna go uh you know it's easy mm. it's easy just you meet somebody and then you're gonna hook up and that's it and it's yeah not great I it's not a trivia. good look like i get it but it's not a good Ooh, look right. at all and that's why it doesn't hold up what trivia, trivia. go ahead um go ahead melanie you know the scene right there when they see the beauticians do you have anything yes. on that yeah An no actor? i don't no okay um the guy who's asian that goes 
They're beauticians. Oh my god, you're right. I did read it, but I didn't write it down. Do you know who that yeah, is? go ahead and say it. No, I didn't write That's it down. Chosen. That's the guy who plays Chosen on Cobra Kai and um, oh. Karate Kid some, Two. Yeah, some, and there was something else about I think that kid too. What him? Yeah, I, there was there was another well, person in that. Well, there's another guy that's in that same scene, and he's yeah. been throughout part of the movie. That's Dean Devlin, the yeah. um, guy who directed Independence Day and wrote. Okay, that's yep. that's what I was thinking of. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wait, we were talking about how much of a jerk the teacher is, but he was like such yeah. an ass to all the laborers all the time. He goes, he goes, what are you doing? You're laborers. You're supposed to be laboring. He's like, that's what you get for not having an education. Such an ass. Yowza. You know like, what? It's a great idea to piss off the ass. people who are working mm. on your home. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me make this yeah. so like, that he can just have an like, accident. It's like picking on the person that's serving your food. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just, not going to go sit on it or something. Go ahead, man. No doubt. Exactly. Or how about like when Mitch went into the classroom and he sees all these little tape recorders on the desks and then even the teacher doesn't want to be there. The teacher has his own recording too. So he's got a recording teaching the class and all the students have their recordings recording the recording. So I thought it was kind of funny. No, it was a no. I don't know. It said math on tape is very difficult to follow. Please pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that was on the on the board. Yeah, it was That's written weird. on the board. Yeah, that was in one of one of the two or three music montages in this movie, mm-hmm. which again is an eighties thing. Yeah, know. you know what? Yeah. The montages though were songs that we didn't know. There were a lot of yeah. songs that were popular in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which so if, when Melanie talks about the budget, if it's high <laughs> in any way, I bet you it's because of that. Because sure. Summertime Girls by Y&T was on twice, oh, which I love yeah. that yeah. freaking song. Um, yeah. uh, One Night Love Affair by Brian yeah. Adams. All She Wants to Do is Dance by uh, Don Henley. And then, yep. of course, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I wrote that down on my notes. Yeah, love that at the end. A lot of tunes. Yeah. Um, so I also love um, how when they're squirting gas underneath the, uh, what's his name, Kent's uh, door. Um, the guy yeah. walks by and could care less about whatever they're doing because it's just so often to see them doing the weirdest things. Yeah, um, like the ice, they had ice yeah. uh, inside the um, the yeah. hallway, like an ice skating yeah. rink. Yeah. That's funny, too. And then I did Which would notice... sublime, and you can't slip, it's not slippery, but okay. That's fine. Oh, no, yeah. Um, did you guys <laughs> notice the Back to the Future part where they were talking to Kent on that recording and that weird voice? telling him what to do. And that was exactly yes. like back to the future when he oh. was doing the same thing to his father, but he was pretending oh, oh, that he was oh. like from the future. Van Halen, uh, like do, doing the, uh, the Darth Vader from the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, no, oh my God, I, okay. So like in 1985, in 1985, couldn't they have come up with a better deep voice? Because <laughs> I know mm-hmm. now what they're saying, but throughout yeah. the years, hearing them go, a big mirror. Break your yes. Big like true lies too it was in true lies too they did the same like, voice yeah. in true lies you can come up with a deeper a deep voice and be clear yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like it sounds like bane in dark knight rises now I, dude yeah. i said they should have done they should have done bane's voice after yeah, yeah. like dr mm-hmm. vader yep yeah. everybody and then i just i couldn't believe that like when i was watching the credits at the end that val kilmer i was thinking he was going to be at the top of the list he was like way down there um which oh. that was the only thing i just couldn't believe that all right cool because he was kind of newer than what, what was this what when was this made 
85? Well, it was it was right after Top Secret, I think. Okay. I think oh, Top Secret Top was first, right? Top Secret. Oh my god. I never really saw it. I saw bits and pieces. Oh, it was funny. Yeah, I, I saw stupid. that it's I literally funny. saw that it's in the stupid. movies. I went to the movies to see that with my mother. I remember that. I was I'm watching this movie and I just kept thinking this there's so many movies that that are this movie. Like it's set up like so many of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many 80s, 80s movies that are this movie. Yeah. It's the same like progression. It's the same like we're gonna have a moment where the silly guy has to get serious and then yeah. he's gonna get serious, but it's gonna blow up in his face and yeah. And they're all going to resolve it in the end. And, and even the ending is, it ends on a prank. Mm-hmm. Like, it ends on a prank. It ends on popcorn. And it's, and that, uh, obviously, you know, we don't we don't like Atherton, but it ends on a prank. Like, they, the military still has the hardware. Yeah. They still have the patent. They could just go make another one. It just didn't work this time. And he got so the job really- he wanted, and he passed like he wanted. So now what's going to happen, I was kind of thinking, like... Right. And and they're not going to, Atherton's not going to get fired. He didn't do anything wrong. No, He's not I, gonna think get he, fired I think he's going to get fired because he had the, um, didn't he get like, it was a governor or something? Because they were like, the congressman very, was there. Okay. Because he's like, these are very serious allegations. You better be, you know what I mean? Like, so whatever yeah. he did, I think he was going to get in big trouble for that. Like nope. getting okay. with the military to make a, major weapon that he was using his students for okay all right i guess i i don't know i don't think the stakes were that clearly disseminated i just know that the military hired him to make a a weapon Mm -hmm. and and by the way i gotta tell you that and hopefully jay can keep some of this in if if you're when i got my master's degree there are there's always the professor in charge and then he has his little lackeys Right. And the lackeys are always kissing the professor's butt. And honestly, the professor doesn't really do anything. It's all of this. It's all of his little lackeys that do all the work. Yeah. Oh my God, and then no what, what he comes in and just makes sure that everything works and then kind of double checks some things. And then that person gets the credit. Yeah. So what is happening? Oh, hello. Um, and so Finally. what we see. <laughs> Howdy. Hello, Hi. how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Danny, I see your eyes are okay. How was your surgery? Yes. What did they do, Elaine? Anyway. So, um, my eyes were, both of my eyes, they were lazy. And um, okay. my eye surgery was on December 27th. And right before that happened, uh, my mom surprised me with uh, Disney on Ice. Oh, that's, that's cool. sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. And the cool. crazy thing is, um, have you guys ever seen the Disney movie called Coco? Uh, yes. Well, I don't well, know no. Star, but I know of it. I know it exists. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> there's a kid named Miguel, and. He made a flip on ice, and it was crazy. Oh, really? hi, Dad. <laughs> Thank you for keeping the seat warm. <laughs> You're welcome. Hopefully this is not a blooper. No, it's all right. I'm going to take all of them. Okay, good. All right. Um, See ya. Oh, yeah. sorry. And before I go, uh, make sure you guys click the like button, subscribe, and 
comment down below this. I want another episode of Elena and Edward. Do that, okay, okay. guys? Bye. 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 <laughs> Seriously, I want that to happen. Right, eventually. By the way, it was uh, um, the water bottle. Do you want to grab it? It's yeah. on the corner Oops. of the table. Yeah, I'll grab it. Tell All them right. what happened. All right. Ah! I don't know why. What happened? My dad had fun. Thank you. Thank you. What um, happened? It was so bad. Like, 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 just like, I'm, I'm. We're all talking. It's like. Yeah, real genius, pee, 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 pee. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking of, uh, you know, pee, pee, pee. Like, it's like, oh, let's <laughs> go to okay. the bathroom. No, it's Let's like go to the everything we were saying. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't take it much longer. Yeah. Okay, so Sorry. do you want to do the trivia? Yeah, yeah. do the TMI. <clears throat> okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, do the intro. Unless you had something else to say before that. No. No, we, we had some actually choice things. You might want to take a look at that before you, even though you weren't in the room. Oh. We said some cool, good, some good stuff. But anyway, oh, go ahead. <laughs> so now everybody knows I had to pick. Whatever, who cares? All right, uh, go ahead. Uh, are you doing a music uh, thing or do you want me to just... It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen, listen to this. I am in the bathroom right before the movie starts. Uh-huh. And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. Yeah. And mine are at home TMI. in a display case above TMI, my bed. My yeah. TMI. TMI. TMI, my friends. TMI? Too much information. don't go there, but that's lame. Now, here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. All right, Melanie. Hit it. Okay. Um, the budget was eight million, and they only grossed two point five. So that's, no. bad. that's I, is that, that the worst good. that we've ever done? Because that's pretty bad. It's pretty that's low. Bad. It's more than Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's a shame. That's true. Hmm. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So right. Um, let's see. Um, I when... don't think it was promoted well. Probably wasn't. Yeah. Like I remember seeing like like pictures like of it and stuff like that, but not a lot of come to the theater and see this movie. So when Holyfield sends in a large number of entries in the Frito-Lay contest, he's actually mirroring the actions of three students in 1974 who used similar strategy to win McDonald's sweepstakes. The entries came roughly one fifth of the total entries and won them a station wagon, $3,000 in cash and $1,500 in food gift certificates. Um, the liquid nitrogen coins have baffled viewers for many years and are considered to be a goof. However, the very first draft of the script shows that it wasn't an error. The thermos contains liquid nitrogen, which in turn contains a column of supercooled CO2 dry ice, which is what Chris uses in the vending machine. All right, during a crash course in laser technology, um, the cast and crew received a demonstration of a dye laser as it darted through the colors of the spectrum. Cinematographer Vilmus Sigmund was troubled. The naked eye can actually see the beam coming towards it, he explains, but it's almost invisible to the camera when it's going away. We went through countless experiments before we learned to bounce the beam and fill the lab set with smoke, which scattered the light and gave it definition. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, okay. we would have had to do a special effect for it. Yep. You, know, you wouldn't really have seen it. Um, yep. Okay, so let's see. The popcorn used in the final scenes was treated with flame retardant chemical so the crew went to great lengths to guard it against being eaten by birds, which would have killed them. 
Um, it took three months to pop all the popcorn. In their research for the movie, producer Brian Gray Grazer and director Martha Coolidge were surprised to discover that the term genius applies as well to a genius for mischief. Coolidge said that some of the most inspired practical <laughs> jokers on college campuses are in the advanced science programs. They see sure. a situation what seems perfectly normal and ask themselves, what's the funniest, most amazing thing that I can turn this situation upside down? It's not just high spirits, but a release, a kind of safety valve against the tremendous um, academic pressure that they're under. It became the basis for this story. Um, the dress code at the tech varies from very casual to very sloppy um, because when you've got so much on your mind, you can't be concerned with appearance. One of the film's um, costume makers uh, touring the Caltech campuses put it in her own way. Good heaven, she exclaimed. Do these people all dress in the dark? Um, <laughs> well, they're nerds. They don't care. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's okay. The popcorn, I thought they looked cute, <laughs> especially with their slippers mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, sure. The popcorn trick sequence began with the construction of a full-size Victorian frame house on a plot of uh, Canyon, California, not far from Los Angeles. Within the house, special effects coordinator Phil Corey and his crew, crew devised an elaborate network of conveyor belts, um, hydraulic lifts, air blowers, and vacuum hoses, which would, on cue, turn 190,000 pounds of popcorn into a hot butter tornado, blowing out the windows, doors, and the roof of the structure. To film the Colonel Carnage, director Martha Coolidge positioned five cameras around the building in classic anytime you're ready CB tradition, including one on a 300-foot crane. At the Hollywood Center Studios, a two-level set was constructed. One was built for the interior of the mansion. Um, the lower level contained a vast 2020 by 20 storage tank to hold the popcorn until, until required. The crew built six air poppers, each 10 feet high, capable of popping 2,400 pounds of popcorn an hour. It made, uh, they made a sheet metal and heated by propane gas. The poppers fed the tank throughout the pressure of the popcorn itself and a system of air blowers. A conveyor belt and another set of blowers then swirled the popcorn up through the floor um, and the debris height of 20 feet up in the air. Producer Brian Gazer explained, to put it simply, as possible, the entire set was one enormous popcorn popper. Um, that still, however, was not enough popcorn. When more popcorn was needed, the, uh, Los the popcorn company of Los Angeles, California, pitched in with an additional 90,000 cubic feet. Grazer added, we eventually used enough popcorn to feed 720,000 moviegoers, each eating the largest tub sold at theaters. At retail, the cost would have been about 1,800,000. Um, but since we were among the world's largest consumers of popcorn it only for only about five minutes, we received a substantial discount. Um, all right. And then I, oh my God, I literally noticed this. In the background yeah. of Val Kilmer's room, there were some pictures mm. on the wall, and I did see his uh, documentary, which was amazing. Mm. Um, some of those pictures on the wall, um, his brother in real life, Wesley, had drawn some of those pictures, and he put them up there on the wall. No. His brother that passed away. Um, so if you kind of rewind that, you can see some of the pictures that his brother ha had drawn. And uh, if you watch his documentary, um, you'll see he's talking about in there, but I did notice it in the background. That's that cool. Hmm. Yeah. I got to watch that. I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's good. It's in his it's room. Sad. Oh my God. That, well, yes. That was, it's it was I, I, heartbreaking to me. Absolutely. And I want to say that really pe people should probably show their children this mm -hmm. movie, that, that 
um, to basically keep them from like smoking and shit. Oh, all right. Always got one of those. It's well, it's yeah. yeah, It's got a hole, and and all right. It's really fucking brutal. Like to hear him talk, you know. Well, his son actually. I couldn't believe when I was listening to it, like how much the narrator sounded just like Val Kilmer because the whole thing is narrated. And I was like, how the hell did they get somebody to sound just like him? Because it's identical. I was wondering how they did that. His son actually has his identical voice and sounds identical to him. And he did all the narrating and it was just really good. It was, it was really worth watching. Um, He's got a lot of good footage um, from all the movies that he's made. I guess apparently the entire time that he's been making movies, and doing things his entire life, he always had a camcorder recording everything. So he's got all this oh. cute footage and all these pictures and all this cool stuff. And I he's just see, a really cool see, person. And it was really worth yeah. watching. It was really good. My daughter doesn't even know him that much. And she absolutely loved it. I had my husband watch it. My mom watched it. Everybody really, really liked it. It was really Such good. a good actor. Cool. He is. He's awesome. Mm. I love him. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, it's time for final judgment. We talk about how well the movie holds up today. It's about fact, not opinion. Opinion, not fact. Who cares? Let's mm-hmm. see what Chris says. Oh, it doesn't hold up at all. Uh, <laughs> no, not not a bit. Um, the uh, I mentioned before, it's they make movies now to in the style of this movie to make fun of movies that are made like this. I mean, the, the incessant, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the music montages, the, the, the way that everything just the, the storytelling in and of itself is not very coherent. Um, the fact that, you know, the, the, the females have no agency. There's, it's a very whitewashed movie. We've mm-hmm. talked about that before for yeah, no we reason. About that before. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna get too deep into that. But basically, you just say it's super whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it doesn't hold up. Uh, yeah, Val Kilmer is cool in it. He has some funny things. Um, even though he would drive me nuts, like he's an interesting character. Like if I worked with him, he's an interesting character to watch. But past that, it's it's so drippingly 80s, and they don't make movies like this anymore. And I just I don't think it holds up for that reason. It's just I don't know. I, I it it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. So that's what I think. Jason, hmm. it does not. Um, it does okay. not hold up. Um, regardless, even if I like it or whatever, you know, and, you know, there's just too much of it that it feels dated. It feels so dated, mm-hmm. like like it's like from 1985. You know, and not yep. the, not the good way. Like um, yep. not the good way. Like uh, Back to the Future. Back to the mm-hmm. Future, 1985. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you know it's 1985. It feels like the 80s, but it feels like the polished 80s. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. feel polished at all. It, it feels... almost feels nope. like Back to the Future almost feels like somebody made it today about 1985. Mm-hmm. Sure. And like this movie that is like 1985. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, yeah. and that's not a, you know, I don't want to like say it's terrible. It's not terrible. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I yeah. like it. Um, you know, it's funny though. You got to be in the right mood though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, saw, I watched I it early so. in the week and I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling it. And then mm-hmm. I, I was like, but I like this movie. What happened? Yeah. yeah. Have I changed this much? So I wanted to watch it again. I watched like three quarters of it again. And I felt better. Um, so, you know, I don't hate it. Um, I probably will watch it again in the future. 
someday you know just um you know not not this year either <laughs> you know like i'm not yeah. that, you know i'm not gonna keep going but yeah so yeah. by 2028 not... i will once again watch real genius could be later yeah. okay <laughs> melanie what do you think okay so like i said when i was younger i really liked it a lot um and then i when i did watch it like a how many months ago it was i probably like jay said i was probably wasn't in the mood i remember thinking oh i remember loving this so then when I did watch it, I kind of felt like it was more of a kind of more of a letdown. I was like, oh, this is kind of cheesy. Um, but then when I watched, I almost didn't watch it again because I just almost didn't have enough time. So I literally watched it into trivia today. Um, but when I watched it today, I just noticed all these little things that I never noticed before. And just all like all the lines like from the teacher and um, from Val Kilmer and stuff, which I thought were, were funny. So I did enjoy watching it. And I did I did like it a lot. I'd watch it again, but I don't need to watch it for a while. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I think it's cute. And, um, so no, I don't think it holds up, especially for the music montages that just seemed pretty oh cheesy. Um, just the way they were doing it, it. you know, there's that whole scene. It's always, like you said, somebody Kills. like something goes downhill and then all of a sudden somebody has got to like snap to it and get to it and you got to play that music, you know, mm. like, and like I yeah. said, usually that music is usually by, uh, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> um, yeah. didn't happen to be in this movie. Um, we need that inspirational type of music, but, um, so no, I'm going to say it doesn't hold up, but I did like it. And I literally thoroughly enjoyed watching Val Kilmer, every single part of oh, anything great. that he said and just how adorable he was. I literally loved watching him. Awesome. I want, I want one, one last thing. I think, um, I wanted to mention because I didn't mention it before. I think it's kind of weird how Kent is an asshole throughout 99% of the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's the like the the guy that's always trying to sabotage he's everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. ask kisser, but he's a student still. You know, he's a senior. Um, it's funny the popcorn thing happens. He's in the house. He gets blown out the door, yeah, and he acts as if the the nice slime from Ghostbusters two was all over him. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, like hey, I love you guys. <laughs> like, everybody yeah. like, gets so happy, and yeah. it's like, wait, wait. How come he's all okay with everything now? Yeah. yeah. Jay, I actually rewound yeah. that part. I rewound that part because he puts his hand on Val Kilmer's face like, and he was hugging yeah. him and everything. So I was like, I did. I rewound that. But I thought that was kind of funny too. And, and one of them that, said, that was awesome. It, like who said that? that was great. Somebody said that could was it, great. Could, could it be that he, he was communing with God at that moment? Right. So maybe, maybe he was like, so maybe he thinks like his he soul's been saved. Yeah. Something. Oh, it was just kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, like, you like, you know, like the end of Ghostbusters, too, like, I love you, man. I yeah, love yeah, you yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, Who does your taxes? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Very cool. Um, the, I apologize to uh, Draco and the Malfoys and Steve Lavoy, who I did not mention the last two episodes. I just I want to mention them now at the end. And no, I just, you know, I forgot to mention it in the sequence of thank you, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So, thank you, everybody. Um, so, and I'd like to thank uh, you guys for joining me today along, uh, you know, so on behalf of Chris Martineau and Melanie Howerton, thank you for, in, hopefully you stuck around this long and enjoyed Real Genius, and, or at least this, this uh, discussion of Real Genius. You don't have to enjoy the movie to enjoy the show. And remember, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink it anyway. <laughs> the sexy ending. Wow. <laughs> Thank you.